Happy Tuesday, everyone. Karen Fontenot here welcoming you to another episode of Genesis on Tuesday, where we study the great first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, Genesis, where we find every doctrine of scripture included in this book, along with God's great plan of redemption for us in and through Jesus Christ. Now, let's get right into the content. Genesis chapter 4, verse 17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Henoch. And he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. And unto Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begat Mahoyael, and Mahuayel begat Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the other the name of the other, Tzela. Verse 20, And Ada bare Javal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Juval. He was the father of all such as handle the harp and organ. Verse 22, And Selah, she also bare Tuvalcain, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. And the sister of Tuvalcain was Nama. Verse 23, And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Selah, Hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. Our Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We pray and ask for eyes that see and ears that hear what the Spirit would say as we study tonight. We pray, open our eyes, O Lord, that we may behold great and wondrous things from thy law. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Well, as we continue now in chapter 4 of Genesis, we recall that when we uh, stopped last week, we were at the point where Cain had gone forth from the presence of the Lord, which I just find those those five words to be really regrettable and sad words from the presence of the Lord. Well, I guess that's six words. Um, It's just not ever a position that any of us want to be in going from the Lord. 
But the scripture takes us now into uh, to look at Cain's life to see where he goes from there. And in verse 17, it tells us that he, he had taken a wife and he, as I think I said last week, I just, you know, almost have trouble imagining who, what woman out there didn't think that she could have done better than Cain. I mean, my goodness, who wants to marry someone of that renowned, being renowned as the a murderer of all things? But it says that he he knew his wife and she conceived and bare Enoch. Now this is not is not the Enoch who was translated and who was who walked with God <clears throat> as the scripture says and, and was no more because the Lord took him. That is not the Enoch. That is a different Enoch who is in the line of Seth. Uh, this is Enoch who we should say is one of only three people. Make note of this. Enoch, not the son of Cain, but the other Enoch, is one of only three people who are in heaven right now as we speak, who are in heaven with the same physical body that they had while they were on the earth. That is Enoch. The second is Elijah, who was taken up. He did not go the way of the grave. He went up in the whirlwind. He has, he still has his natural body or the physical body he had on earth. He has in heaven. Same for Enoch, who did not go the way of the grave either. He was taken up. And then the Lord Jesus Christ, who did go the way of the grave, but he rose up again. He picked his body up and ascended into heaven. Amen. But we're making the point here that this Enoch, who was the son of Cain, is not the Enoch who was taken up into heaven. Uh, but he goes on to say that Cain, he has this son named Enoch, and he built a city, and he called the name of the city after his son. Now, this is the first mention <clears throat> of a city in scripture after the um, rebuilding or the remaking of the heavens and the earth. And this is not a good, this is not a good thing. Um, in modern times, we might consider the building of cities as to be good progress, so forth and so on. But in this instance, it is not. Uh, we can recall that the scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 12, and likewise in Jude 11, about the way of Cain, that he was an apostate who did not 
follow the Lord, to not be those as one of those who go in the way of Cain. So this, realizing this, that on the earth at the time, so Cain goes away from the presence of the Lord. He is a vagabond in the land, as the scripture says. And, um, you know, he's a fugitive, an outlaw. And the, you know, he went away from God's presence being afraid. You know, God had to give him assurances that anybody who killed him, that vengeance would be taken upon that individual sevenfold. But nevertheless, um, you know, he still had fear that someone would try to kill him. So he goes from the Lord. And one of the reasons why he would um, build these cities or this city, and it was a fortified city and it was a way to shield himself. It was a way to, you know, protect himself from those who would, um, would want to take vengeance on him because it couldn't be kept secret what he had done. Definitely not. But keep in mind as well that, you know, remember also that after Adam sinned, you know, everything, all of the creation was turned on its head. Um, you know, the animals rebelled against him. You know, animals were not antagonistic to men uh, before sin entered the world. But after man fell, you know, the animals became violent, all these kinds of things. And so, and then Cain, because of his uh, terrible trespass and murdering his brother, he, his sin, you know, was even worse than his father's, which caused an additional curse to be placed on him. So he goes forth from the Lord knowing and, you know, even saying all of that again, I go back to my point as I'm thinking who in the world this, <laughs> you know, why? I mean, surely this woman who married him, my goodness, how is it that she didn't think she could do any better? But he does marry and he has a son and he builds a city and names it after his son. And this is a place that, you know, a city with walls around it, fortified, so forth and so on, protecting themselves against, you know, invaders, beasts, and so on. Um, and this, it, he goes on to say that he named this city after his son. But listen to what Psalm 49 has to say about this and he's um, talking about the wicked Psalm 49 and I will just start with verse 10 for he seeth that wise men die likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others their inward thought is, and I really like that phrase because remembering that the Holy Spirit is the author of the scriptures and he 
takes us behind the scenes and he tells us the inward thoughts of men. But continuing in verse 11, he says, their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. And so, <clears throat> however, in the sense of Cain, he didn't build a city and he didn't name it after his name being of such, you know, such an odious name and of such ill repute, he wouldn't dare name it after himself, but he named it after his son. And let's just examine this line of Cain as the Holy Spirit takes us through and we can examine these people and see what's going on here. Verse 18, and uh, or pardon me, we did say that the name Enoch is translated as, it's translated as dedicated or trained up, but that is not in the ways of God or not in the ways of godliness, but rather trained up in the ways of his father Cain and on toward the path of a more a wicked course of life. And isn't that really sad, but that's just the way that it went as um, the New Testament tells us in Jude about the way of Cain, um, you know, which speaks quite a bit that he, uh, you know, he didn't, um, he didn't correct his course of life. And even after his encounter, dramatic encounter and reprimand and truly a come to God that moment with uh, the Lord and realizing the weight and the gravity of what he had done still as we said last week you know his lament was largely with respect to uh, what his action would cost him but not really you know we didn't really hear him say anything more about his brother and it goes on we see that he continues a course of life that is not toward the Lord but rather going away from the Lord verse 18 says and to Enoch was born Ired and Ired is translated as fleet wild ass. Then Irid begot Mahuyel, and Mahuyel means smitten by God, wiped out, or wipe out, blot out, or exterminate. My goodness. And Mahuyel beget Methusael, which is translated man who is of God. Now it's very interesting to note that you you look at the posterity of Cain and as we will see in chapter 5 
as you get into chapter five, God gives us the the book of the generations of Adam, which is notably different. And one of the most uh, noted differences of all is that, you know, God takes the time to really give you, um, not only does it take you through the posterity of, or the line of Seth, but it names specifically the individuals who are not only in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, but also the Holy Spirit tells you the age that they were when they begat the person who, of whom, you know, would be in the lineage of Christ. It tells you how old they were at the time and how long they lived afterward. And then it goes on down the line. And in each case, it tells you the age that the person was when they had their son who is makes up the lineage and then how long they lived after the fact. But you will definitely notice that with the line of Cain here mentioned in chapter four, no such mention is made and, and really very little, very little detail is given of these uh, sons of Cain. Very, and, uh, you know, you know, Moses doesn't say much about them. And when we, you know, study what, what is known of them and what is available is not very much, it is not very noteworthy at all. And they are not people who are following the Lord. But let's continue and we see that Methusiel, and this is verse 18, beget Lamech. Now, this Lamech is seventh from Cain. And, and Lamech took, the scripture tells us that he took two wives. So he is the first one, uh, the first man to, or the first mention of, polygamy in the Bible. Now, it, the names of these women, the one's name is Ada and the other is Scylla. But what is very interesting about their names and how their names were derived is this. And first, let me give you a little backstory before we get to their names. Now, what had become rather common in the days of this generation of Lamech, this is the men. Lamech was in the generation that saw the flood. So these were, this was a wicked generation of people. And men of the flood generation could be known as some would take two wives. One for purposes of procreation and the other just for physical or carnal purposes or for intercourse. And the one who was chosen for pro for procreation was said to be one who would be in the shadow, who would be kind of removed is the phrase from her husband and that she'd 
that she'd be set apart for that purpose. And then the other wife, who was just for the for his carnal purposes, she would be considered or treated and as well as dressed like as the ornament who is, you know, kind of just dressed like a harlot as it were. And she was also given a potion to make her sterile. So, you know, here you see, I mean, women being so diminished and degraded. I mean, that's just horrible. The 24th chapter of Job and verse 21 makes reference to this where he writes, quote, he consorts, and this is talking about the wicked man who has taken two wives. He says, quote, he consorts with the barren who will not give birth and to the widow, he will do no good. However, as we go about in verse 20 of Genesis chapter 4, we see that evidently the sterility potion that he gave to the ornament trophy wife <laughs> it didn't work 100% because in verse 20, it says that Ada bore Jabal and that he was the father of such as dwell in tents and such as have cattle. So, Jobal, uh, the tent, it, he is a keeper of cattle, which says in a way that he took of the occupation of, you know, Abel was a keeper of sheep. And I suppose in that sheep, there could have been some, you know, cattle, perhaps other cattle and livestock in there as well. But either way, whether whether there were or there weren't, um, he was a keeper or, a, you know, he was a keeper of animals as was Abel. Um, but it was to, to keep a person who kept cattle, it was very needful and necessary of them to dwell in tents because that made them able to facilitate moving around. Um, when you have livestock and especially cattle, you have to um, be able to have mobility with respect to pasture. You have to have the right kind of um, the right kind of vegetation and pasture for the cattle and depending on I guess the seasons or the kind of weather you have or whatever the case may be uh, the conditions thereof if they are not sufficient uh, to the needs then you have to just be able to pick up and leave thereby and then we We'll see that later uh, with Abraham, who the scripture tells us he was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And the cattle is listed first. And that's no, as we said before, with 
uh, whenever you talk about lists in scripture, it's never, um, uh, it, it's never a mistake of any kind and there's never any accident as to how at the order in which things are listed. And Abraham dwelt in tents. And there again to uh, make the mobility easy for him. And then uh, verse 21 says that Jabal had a brother named Jubal. And it's interesting that there is Jabal and Jubal. So there's only one letter difference. I wonder if they were twins, actually. Um, but anyway, there's only one letter difference in their names. But it says that he was the father of such as handle the harp and the organ. Now, all of that sounds nice to for people to be skilled in musical instruments. However, as it happens, the harpists and the flutists were instruments played in which they played in rites of idol worship. So again, they were not in worship of God. But the reason earlier, verse 22, when I said something about that um, sterility potion not working 100% is because verse 22 tells us that Zilla also had a child. So both of the wives had uh, offspring. And verse 22 says that Zilla bare Tubal-Cain and that he was an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. And so these, Tubal-Cain was a maker of instruments and weapons that are suitable for killing. So whereas uh, Cain, his great-grandfather, killed his brother, but Cain didn't have a weapon. I'd like to read here out of the Mishnah's um, commentary of Genesis 4 and 22. Quote, and Scylla, too, gave birth to Tubal Cain, Rabbi Yehoshua of Sikhnin said in the name of Rabbi Levi, quote, this one improved upon Cain's transgression. Cain killed, but he did not have an instrument with which to kill. But this one was a forger of every sharp instrument of bronze and iron. He developed weapons suitable for killing. Wow, that's a wild bunch there. Then verse 20 and verse 22 goes on to tell us that Tubal Cain's, he had a sister named Nama. And the word Nama means pleasing. And there was some, there was a belief among some of the Jews that Nama was, became Noah's wife. But 
but the rabbis say that she was not, that Noah's wife was someone else because they said that being Cain's descendant, she would have and she must have perished in the flood. And so she could not have been Noah's wife, even though her name is, you know, called pleasing. Now, the rabbis write this. Why did they call her Nama, or why was she called pleasing? And he said the answer is because she played the tambourine pleasantly for idol worship. Goodness gracious. So then we come to verse 23, where Lamech tells his wives that his wives Ada and Zillah, and he's very emphatic, and he tells them, Hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Hearken to my speech. And he says that he has slain a man to his wounding and a young man to his hurt. And so evidently, Lamech has some grave concerns about what he has done. Now, I I have read the commentaries and studied uh what the rabbis say about this account and it appears in the sense I get I had always believed that Lamech was the one who uh, accidentally killed Cain that there's um, a lesson that he saw he was hunting with one of his sons and he saw uh, Cain in the field and that it says that Cain was old and blind and that Lamech's sight wasn't very good either as he was getting to be an old man as well and they say that he be, being out on a hunt took Cain to be an animal and he uh, you know shot at him I guess with a uh, I don't bow and arrow or whatever um instrument he would have used and that he slew him and that it was an accidental type of thing but however that it happened uh Lamech was concerned as he's telling his wives he is concerned that he has slain someone and his concern went back to the prophecy of what God had said to Cain that whoever slew him would have to pay sevenfold. And it is, it is interesting that, you know, um, Lamech is the seventh from, the seventh generation from Cain. And it is also very interesting that the lineage of Cain stops with Lamech. And there is no uh, further mention of the line of Cain. So it appears that something happened there. Um, perhaps Lamech was avenged sevenfold and that thereby leading to the end of the lineage of Cain. It's, it's very interesting there, but we definitely note that verse 25 goes on just to say that Adam, you know, knew his wife again 
and that they begat Seth, and Seth was the replacement or the, um, I guess I just didn't really like using that word replacement, but he was, he was, uh, as Eve said, that the Lord has given her a son in the place of Abel, whom Cain slew. And then you go into the line of Seth. So it, the line of Cain here is cut off after seven generations with, um, well, cut off in terms of not, no more biblical, from a biblical standpoint, no more is said of that lineage. So then verse 25 says, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. Now, the word Seth and the name Seth is translated substitute or more accurately substituted. And verse 26, and to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. And that word, the name Enos is translated mortal and frail. And it says here, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, that is not as it seems. I mean, that is not a that that is not a good thing. It's not they're calling upon the name of the Lord in terms of worship or reaching out to the Lord. That is not the case because, you know, if it be that that was well, it can't be that that is when men began to call upon the Lord. Because what then, therefore, of the relationship uh, that that Adam had with God, you know, before he fell and, and even afterward, because he did continue a relationship with God. He, uh, you know, he brought the sacrifices, he worshiped, he, God taught him how he is to worship him, how he would be accepted how he was to and his wife were to bring sacrifices they had a place of worship they had a temple um and he taught his children how to worship so you know adam had a relationship with god even after he fell god taught him how he can make begin to make his way back and then of course abel serve the Lord. So here, you know, he's not talking here that, not saying that that is the time when men first in, in all the earth began to call upon the name of the Lord. And I think that this is a good place to stop and we will pick up again next week. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word today.
Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the lesson. See you again next week.